listening to Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. Stay connected by rating, subscribing, and commenting on whatever platform you're listening to us on. And now for this week's episode. Hey guys, it's Eva and I'm here with another episode of Currently Binging, the podcast about all things TV and movies. If you are listening for the first time, welcome. Make sure you hit that subscribe button on whatever platform you're listening to my voice on. Also, take a few extra seconds, rate, subscribe. All that great stuff is greatly appreciated. So yeah, we're going to get into this. I just want you guys to know. I was like, do I say this or don't I say this? But like, setting up to record is such a thing. I literally was just sitting here thinking about that as I was plugging every single chord in. I mean, technically it's one chord, but now that I'm working from home, I'm like going between my work laptop and then my personal laptop. So it's like plugging things in, unplugging things. It's just like a whole thing, but... (laughs) That is not why you clicked on this episode. You clicked on this episode because it is another streaming roundup. I think that's going to be a name that we're going to stick with for this because I literally don't know what else to call it. Also, as I was sitting here coming or not coming up with, but like writing down the list of what I wanted to discuss as far as like shows slash movies. I was like, okay, this is probably gonna have to be a monthly thing because I rarely look at the Netflix app. I usually only look at it to see what's in the top 10, but I rarely look at the notifications that they send me. And I was looking at those notifications today and I was like, oh my gosh, it's a lot of stuff coming out in in September. I was going to say December. My God, I'm ready for the year to be over already. (laughs) It's a lot of stuff as I'm sure most people are ready for the year to be over, but we still have like four more months to go or yeah four yeah (laughs) but anyway that's neither here nor there so um yeah I was looking at that I was like there's a lot of stuff coming out in September and I just feel like in order to keep this pretty tameable because I think discussing about four pieces of content seems about doable and normal versus trying to cram like five to ten different shows slash movies into one episode so you guys know I hate like committing to things once you record it then it's like it's out there so just there may be a chance that the streaming roundup or some type of a roundup if it looks like it's um only specific to like a Netflix or a Hulu or a Prime I was going to say prime time or prime. It is also late FYI. So I may be making even more random jokes than I normally do that are just like <laughs> senseless. But <sighs> Whatever the content, whatever um, platform or provider that they, I can't even think of what they're called, the streaming services, whatever streaming service that the content comes from, that is what will be included in the roundup. And then FYI, for those who this may be your first time listening to a streaming roundup. So this is normally where I will discuss a bunch of things that I've recently watched. In this case, will be within the month of August, where I recently watched and I, I enjoyed them or didn't enjoy them, but I wanted to talk about them. But I didn't feel like I had enough sufficient content to give you a good meaty episode like my normal episodes are about 30 minutes to an hour focused on just one show or movie so if I don't think that I can get to that then I will combine them into a roundup episode so without further ado let's get into this again as always there will be timestamps in the like more info show notes i don't even know what we're calling it these days that little area where you click see details or more there will be timestamps there so if you want to jump around to a specific show or movie because we were talking it's actually pretty split even is it no it's not I, i thought it was but no we're talking we're discussing three movies in a tv show which I contemplated putting this TV show by itself or a TV show, the show myself, but here we are. So, um, there will be timestamps. If you want to hop around, there will be spoilers. This is a podcast about TV shows and movies. 
of course, there are going to be spoilers. I put in the podcast description of this show of currently binging that we include that includes spoilers. So beware. But let's hop into this. We're going to start with Project Power. Project Power, the premise. Well, I don't know if the premise is really all that exciting. I mean, I feel like Netflix is trying to really beef up the content and they've been doing that a lot like lately you there is no way you can be like Netflix content is not even to par because I mean they have shows at least getting nominations for various things so Netflix has solid content I think where I see the struggle for Netflix is in the movies and it's kind of interesting because I feel like even more so recently, there's been, I mean, there's always been like a few movies a year. And when I say a few, at least in my recollection, and I can be wrong. And if I am like kindly, let me know where I am wrong. But at least in my recollection, I, I would say it was about five or less movies a year, maybe, maybe five to 10, just to be on the safe side. Of movies that would drop and it would be super notable names in there and when I say that I'm thinking of like a Chris Evans which was a last year movie that came out um that he was in or a Will Smith which is kind of similar to this where it's like action sci-fi comic-y a little bit type of a thing so like that's nothing new but I feel like for some reason there are there seems to, there's hits or miss across Netflix just in general. But even the movies, even more so misses than hits, at least for me personally. And so I tend to gravitate towards the shows and like the documentaries because those seem to at least be, I don't know. I don't know. They seem to like, I don't want to say be better, but keep my attention and sometimes I'll see these movies and I'm like okay thank god it's a movie because also Netflix keeps turning things into shows that do not need to be turned into shows like they could have just been a movie and it would have been fine instead of dragging us through 10 episodes <laughs> for no reason so Project Power I guess I'm glad that this was in a movie format I could see where they could try to make this into like a franchisey type of a thing but then I go back to the Will Smith movie I believe it was Bright, where that was supposed to be some type of a world building thing that was supposed to have like sequels and all that. And Bright came out a few years ago. Bright came out like four years ago. It wasn't five years ago. It had to be like four, three or four years ago. And I haven't heard anything else about it since then. I know it got horrible reviews when it first dropped, but like if you look at audience reception, it wasn't that bad. And so I feel the same way about um, Project Power. We have Jamie Foxx, big notable name in this. We have Joseph Gordon-Levitt. You guys know these are two actors who I'm just like, okay, let's watch. You're already going to pull me in. And honestly, going into this, I had no clue Joseph Gordon-Levitt was even in this. I just knew that Jamie Foxx was in this. And I was like, you know, Jamie Foxx got a support. Let's go. And I mean, Joseph Gordon-Levitt is on the freaking cover. Even though we look at this cover, he kind of does look a little bit like Justin Timberlake with, you know, the facial hair and all of that stuff. I was like, oh, okay. He was giving me kind of, um, and he was also in the movie giving me a little bit of Paul Walker. <laughs> I don't know if anyone else were getting those vibes, but that's also kind of what I was getting from him in this. I don't know. It was kind of weird, but you guys know. I love me some Joseph Gordon-Levitt. I love me some Jamie Foxx. So I was like, okay, let's go. Overall, I think it was a pretty mediocre film, just in general. I mean, the story to me, you have this, you, something's going on powers. People are getting powers by taking this drug and they get weird abilities that only last for a short amount of time. I mean, premise is like, oh, okay, that's kind of interesting. Maybe let's see. There's a little, something a little bit different where it's not like, people who were born with these powers, but like people who are taking drugs and getting abilities for a certain, a specific amount of time. And then like they have to keep taking the drugs in order to continue having those powers, which is like, oh, I don't know if I want to do that. So I was all here for um, our main female character who was Robin, who's played by Dominic, Dominique Fishback, who 
honestly, I don't think there was any. I mean, we had Courtney B. Vance, but like of the one, oh, we had Machine Gun Kelly. <laughs> when I saw Machine Gun Kelly, I was like, he's probably going to die pretty soon. Because for some reason, when he's in a Netflix anything, he dies <laughs> pretty quickly. And that was the case. But like even the powers that they were getting, like, okay, because I don't want to keep saying Joseph Gordon-Levitt. So Joseph Gordon-Levitt was Frank. Jamie Foxx was Art. So even the powers that Frank got were like, they weren't external. It was internal, so I'm, and it seemed like it made him super strong. And that was also another thing, because it's just like, we can see the powers, but like, I don't know. I feel like there wasn't a lot of like, oh, this is what happened. Oh, this is where it came from. And I mean, you kind of, it was predictable in the sense that you knew for like there, the reason why Art is looking for his daughter is because they snatched her up and apparently are using her to, to manufacture these drugs. So meaning, therefore, like, and it's a little bit of stumbling to get to this, but then we finally like towards the middle kind of realize, okay, they took her his daughter because she has powers. And then if she has powers, that means he must have powers, but he um, hasn't like shown us what those powers were. And we don't even get to see what his powers are until the very end when he literally kills everyone, <laughs> every single bad person on that like dock situation or wherever they were at. But I think overall, I don't know. It kind of felt like this, you could say like, would it be a setup for another movie? Because even how we end it, like Art drives off into the sunset with his daughter. Frank is with Robin and they're kind of like doing their own thing. And it's kind of like, do we really need anything else after this? Would I want anything else after this? And the honest answer is not really. <laughs> I mean, it was okay for what it was, but I think I just needed the story to be fleshed out a little bit more. Even like the whole power situation to me, was a little bit like, okay, I mean, some of the powers were just weird. <laughs> and it was like, and even like Robin said, cause she was dealing them, but she was like, I'm not gonna take, I'm not gonna take this because there are people who are literally overdosing on this. Also, you don't even know what power you're gonna get. You can completely turn to something disgusting. <laughs> so <laughs> all in all, um, what's this movie called? See, I can't remember what the movie's called, Project Power. <laughs> In the name also. I'm just like, am I being a little too picky? I don't know. But to me, you guys know, action is my thing. Anything like sci-fi, comic-y is my thing. So I probably would be a little bit more harsh than like the average person. I was even surprised because my brother asked me about it and he, was, and he enjoyed it. I mean, I told him, he asked me how I felt about it. And I was like, I mean, it was okay. The story was a little, a little weak or whatever. And I feel like I wanted a little bit more from it. But um, he was like, oh, I, like essentially he enjoyed the movie or whatever. So I think it's like an enjoyable, it kind of gives me a little bit of those blockbuster type of vibes, kind of a thing. But I can also see where people can get a little bit bored, especially if you're going into this like, oh, powers and all these um, other things that you're kind of like shown in the trailer. And then you get in there, it's a little bit more of a slower pace than I think you would initially suspect going into this. So again, this is a roundup. Everything's going to be super quick. We're not going to delve into like every single thing. What I recommend, I mean, <laughs> we are in quarantine. There's literally, I mean, there are other things you could be doing, but if you want to be safe and at home and you have nothing else to watch, I watch it. I don't think it's that bad. I did thumbs up it because, you know, Netflix, you, only, you can only thumbs up or thumbs down. So I did thumbs up it. But for me, it's like in the middle. And people ask me like, why do you thumbs up if you don't like 100% love it? And I feel like that doesn't have to be, I don't have to 100% love anything. It's either I'm, when I'm saying thumbs up, I'm saying, okay, I'm giving you support. The only way I don't even really thumbs down anything, unless it's just 100% trash. And I can't remember the last time I thumbs down anything. If I don't like it, I just don't give it anything. So that is Project Power. Oh my gosh. Let's roll. That's so like, I'm looking at time. I'm like, okay, we should be able to get this in like a good amount of time. So let's move this on to work it. You guys, I almost broke rank 
<laughs> and decided to discuss, to discuss Work It like as an ad hoc episode because I, oh my gosh. So again, you guys know, I just said this, Netflix movies are either hit or miss. I don't know what's going on with like some of the, the story building, like the story for this movie was just trash. <laughs> also, you guys know, like, I don't even know what to, it's like teen, it's, it's not drama. I guess it's more like on the, I don't even know where to, where to put this. I, I just think the story was not all that great. I think it was super predictable. Um, it was just like, it was like another dance movie, honestly, but just with a bunch of fresh faces and familiar faces who we love. But that doesn't ne negate the fact that the story was not like, <laughs> it's not winning any awards here. And that's fine. Like I said, and I said, I, I feel like I said this in the last roundup. I probably should have said this at the beginning of this in general. I feel like one of the things, and it's more so for shows than movies because like, I'm hoping we don't get a work it too, because <laughs> I don't think we need it. Just like how we got the kissing booth too. I didn't even know that that was a thing to turn into multiple <laughs> movies, but like, we definitely do not need a work it too. I think what we got was like, oh, that was cute, whatever. It's like one of those, this to me is like the definition of a chick flick, but like teen level and or young adult, because I don't want to say teen, like the young adult range of like, oh, chick flick, like let's like you and your girls, like, oh, we want to watch something or even you and the guys are like whoever. You're just like, oh, let's throw something on where it's like happy. You don't really have to think about it and it could just do its thing and just leave it at that. <laughs> And that is it. So that's what I think work it is. Honestly, these shows still are for me. And if you have been listening to this podcast for a while, like especially if you listen to my other things, like anything DC related, then you know that I'm going to say the standout performer in this entire thing. And there are a lot of people in this, but the standout performer in this for me was Keenan Lonsdale. Oh my gosh, you guys. Okay, so get ready, buckle up, because I'm about to fangirl just a little bit <laughs> about him and this. So, like, if that's not what you came for, I'm sorry, but it is what it is. So, I literally put, I have no notes for work. I literally just put Keenan Lonsdale point blank, period. So, I remember when they were... Um, filming this because there were like little videos going around of them like rehearsing the dances or whatever I was like okay what is this I don't understand what's going on because like all I was seeing was Sabrina Carpenter which ugh, I watched Girl Meets World I think she's a really great like kind of gonna have that um story of like from Disney star growing into other things because she went from Girl Meets World and now she's like heavily into her music career and then she's still doing acting roles and they're like you can tell, at least to me, it looks like she's being specific about the roles that she's picking or as specific as she can be. So it's like, okay, that makes sense for a dance movie. Then I saw, saw Liza Koshy and I was like, I don't, I don't come for me with any like torches or anything, but like all I know her from is either YouTube or social media. I've seen her like in that sphere, but you guys know I hate social media, which is so like, negates what I do but um I am not like the big social media person and a lot of these like up and coming influencers it's just a lot and it seems like everyone's doing the same things so a lot of times I don't really pay attention to them so when I saw Liza Koshy I was like I don't really understand because I didn't really know her so I was like I hope she can dance <laughs> that was pretty much it and then we had um Jordan Fisher, who I was like, okay, he's talented. I've seen him in a lot of things. Um, I The one thing that was coming off my mind was Rent, even though the Rent Live, I believe it was on Fox, did not play out the way they wanted to because one of the actors got injured, but he still kind of, to me, it was like still in the show. We also just recently saw him in To All the Boys, P.S. I Still Love You, and uh, uh, other things. So I was like, okay, that makes sense. Those were the only three people I saw at that time. Then when the movie actually came out, I was like, oh yeah, I did say that like when it did drop, you know, we would just check it out. And you guys know I'm a dancer. So anything or 
I don't dance as much as I used to, but like for over half of my life, I was a dancer. I'm still technically a dancer, but like not as active as I used to be, but you guys get it. So, so it's like anything dancing and like, and all you have to do is throw in actors who I loved to see on the screen or enjoy watching on the screen. I'm like, okay, we'll give it a shot. Also quarantine, so it's not really that much more else to do besides watch things if you're in the house or you're like, you can clean all the other stuff, but like who wants to do all that? But anyway, and so I was like, oh, let's watch this. And then I was like, wait a minute, Keenan Lonsdale is in this? Wait a minute, he's playing the super bitchy, uh, like, what is it? What, who, what do they call them in school? Not the bully, but like the queen bee of like the high school, where it's pretty much like they run the show. I was like, oh my gosh, I can't think of the, I can't think of the name, but you guys know what I'm talking about. I was like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. Then, cause this was, this was literally, <laughs> I can't even talk. We opened up with a dance scene and I was like, wait a minute, wait a minute. <laughs> All I have to reference for Keenan Lonsdale, one, I didn't even know that he could dance. Like, where have I been? And like, he can, he can dance, dance. So that's one. But two, the only things that I have to reference for him are like him playing Kid Flash in the Flash series, him being in Love, Simon, um, and like other things like that where he's like the friendly person, like we love him. It's like, yes, but then in this one, he's like our antagonist and he's bitchy and he's sassy and he's giving me every single thing that I did not know that I needed. And I was like, okay, screw everything else about this movie because I am here for Keenan, and that is it. And so when I tell you guys, I was like a giddy schoolgirl every single time he showed up on, this, on, the, on the screen because he owned that role and I know I took notes about this when I first um was like watching this but I feel like I accidentally <laughs> erased it because I think it was under a previous show that I did but whatever but I do remember reading an article where he was talking about this role um because he initially had auditioned for the role that I believe Jordan Fisher played and I was like oh no 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 it would not have been the same movie at all and originally his character was a female character and they changed the role for him and he carried he carried that role like I don't want to say this but like he was work it that was it that was all and like if you want more from me about Work It, I'm sorry. I was just blinded by the sass and the fabulousness that is Keenan Lonsdale. Oh my gosh. It was so good. It was so good. I was so geeked and I was so hyped that I was literally texting everyone in my phone like, you have to watch Work It, if not only to see him in this role because he is giving me everything that I did not know that I needed and I'm gonna need him to like that role like never would have pictured it honestly I'm being for real I never would have pictured him in that type of role it never would have crossed my mind but it just worked all the way 100% everyone else in this <laughs> I will tell you another one who surprised me Liza Koshy I did not know the girl could dance like that and I was like thank god she could dance but also like this girl can really dance so it was great to see um her kind of own that role Sabrina Carpenter like I said I think she's well-rounded I mean usually typically <laughs> the kids who come from she's no longer a kid but like the kids who follow through like the Disney channel lane and then kind of find their footing post Disney are usually pretty well-rounded and so I thought I also thought it was interesting that she was playing a character who didn't know how to dance, but you know, you know in real life that the girl knows how to dance. So when she had the moment where um her and Jordan Fisher, I need to get these people's names, Jake and Quinn, when he's she's like trying to, she doesn't know how to dance, and they have that moment where they, I don't know where they were, they were outside, and it was like the little, the pole things, you know, you guys know I can't think of the actual names of things on the spot, but the columns I think that's what they were but like they were outside and then they kind of like kept that moment where they were just kind of dancing I was like 
you cannot hide that you know how to dance in real life because had you not know how to dance, this would not have been a cute little dance moment outside. It was just like little moments like that where she was just, and then all of a sudden by the end of the movie, like the girl can actually really, really dance. Like, I'm sorry, but who are we trying to fool? So <laughs> it was interesting seeing her play that, knowing that she could actually really like carry some footing. Also, we saw, um, we had a Riverdale actor in here. I believe his name is Drew. His last name is not coming to me. I literally have everyone's names here and I literally just saw it and I can't even, but <laughs> we had um, someone from Riverdale who also was in this and he literally was just in here to show off his abs <laughs> and be without his shirt on, which I mean, you know, I'm not going to really complain, but like that was literally all his character did. He had a few lines. Drew Ray Tanner. I finally found his name. Drew Ray Tanner. <laughs> he had some lines, but like mostly he was there just to be shirtless and eye candy. So again, like I said, story was not all that like, it wasn't a strong story. It was super predictable, but I mean like it was it's something to just throw on and watch. And honestly, I will watch it again just to see Keenan kill it as the sass that is, um, what's his name? Juilliard Pembroke. Pembroke. You guys know I am trash at names, but <laughs> yeah, so that is Work It. Moving right along. Oh my gosh, I forgot that I put the sleepover on here. <laughs> oh my gosh. Okay, let's talk about the sleepover. I That completely slipped my mind. I honestly don't have a lot to say about the sleepover. I thought, so going into this, I didn't know what we were going to get for um, the sleepover because I watched the trailer and I was just like, okay, this is interesting. Then I was like, okay, who's in this? Because, you know, sometimes the trailer you can't really tell, especially if you haven't really seen um, people in a while. Like Joe Mag Magnet, <laughs> you guys know I, I, oh, I suck at names because I get so tongue-tied. <laughs> Joe Magnello, oh my gosh, you guys know what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> married to Sophia Vergara. I don't know why I'm just so like tongue-tied, but that's a tongue-tire for me. I knew that was him. And then I was like, Malin Ackerman. I was like, oh, wait a minute. Is that really her? And then I was like, oh, wait, that is really her. And so I was like, okay, interesting. And then no one else really to me was um, recognizable. Like, I don't think I had seen them in anything else prior to the sleepover. But honestly, I was like, okay, you know, whatever. I don't have, I literally don't have anything else to watch. This is the downfall to being in quarantine because you watch everything you want to watch. And then it's like, you're forcing yourself to watch other things to fill <laughs> the void, which is why I say some of these shows that probably most likely would not get second seasons are going to get second seasons just based off of everyone being at home, watching them and giving them the visibility that they probably a year ago would not have gotten. But that's a whole nother thing. And we're talking about movies here, so it doesn't even really matter on this topic. But I was like, okay, whatever. We're just going to watch it. I need something light to watch because I feel like, like after I watch a, um, like a whole series or something, or I watch like a documentary, I'm like, okay, we just need to throw in something that's just like, mindless don't have to think about it and it's happy and honestly I enjoyed this movie I actually ended up laughing out loud a few times at this it was not like it essentially reminded me of oh my gosh I can't think of what that movie is called but I'm pretty sure I did a movie like a movie discussion on it but it has um oh my gosh I can't even think I want to say is it Rachel McAdams is in it I'm completely butchering, but it's kind of like the same thing where like the parents, they're going to game night and then all of a sudden it turns to like a whole like murder mystery type of a thing, but it's a funny movie. I cannot think of what that movie is called. I think it's called Game Night. <laughs> oh my gosh. <laughs> I crack myself up. I think that movie is called Game Night. It was kind of giving me that but with more kids involved because we have the mom who's like a secret ninja or they call her a ninja but like a secret like smuggler what do you call people who, who 
still very expensive things. I feel like there's a name for it, but she's a thief <laughs> who can fight really, really well. And the kids had no clue that she's actually in witness protection, um, hiding out because she put like the person who was the boss into jail. So it's like a pretty, it's like predictable enough for like, it's like a family movie so kids can watch it, but then also adults will enjoy, will enjoy it. And I do feel like it catered a lot to adults, even with seeing, I feel like the adults and the kids got equal screen time, if that makes sense. Cause a lot of times with these types of things, it's like either we're mostly seeing the kids or we're mostly seeing the adults. But in this one, I feel like it was a good blend of everything. And honestly, the kids were not that bad. And the little boy, what was his name? Kevin? <laughs> Kevin, I'm looking to see if you're going to be in anything else because Kevin was actually a really good actor in this. <laughs> He's probably one of the better um, actors of the kids. And to be, because he had to be um, super vocal and all this stuff. And he's like one of those in real life, he'd probably be super annoying type of a kid. But uh, it just really resonated on the screen. I was like, okay, Kevin, I mean, I see you trying. So like, let's see what else that you're in and let's see how your career shapes up. And I say this a lot of times, but then a lot of times these kids in these Netflix things, I feel like I don't see them for forever and anything else. But <laughs> hopefully we'll see um, the kid who played Kevin, Maxwell Simpkins, we'll see him again in the future. But overall, I mean, there were, it was, there was some um, predictability in this. I mean, definitely wasn't trusting Joe's character because I was just like, there's just something not right about this, especially when we got, we were getting towards the end. It was like, oh, he is the bad guy. Like, it wasn't really that surprising. So um, there is some predictability. But overall, it's, again, it's like a work it. And it's like, like all these movies is just like, you know, they're not bad. They're predictable, but they're not bad. They're enjoyable to watch. <laughs> what more do you want from me so yeah so that's pretty much um the sleeper also I was happy that we didn't spend like a lot of time with trying to ha make a love interest happen for I believe the, the girl's name was Clancy I was happy with we, we didn't spend a lot of time trying to make a love interest thing try to happen between her and the kid it was kind of like subtle in the background and then they have a little moment towards the end but I was like okay you know I'm here for it but yeah that was a sleepover Chemical Hearts. <laughs> this is the long-awaited Lily Reinhardt movie that she has been um, promoting on Instagram, and I was like, "Wait, what? What's the what's what's the app called? Instagram? Oh my gosh, Eva!" <laughs> and um, for some reason, based on what they were showing, like kind of like the clips we were getting and kind of like the overall feel and aesthetic, especially from the Chemical Hearts Instagram page, I was getting super sad. Like I'm going to ball tears at the end of this. And so I literally had to talk myself into watching this because you guys know, I love me some like teen skewed, young adult skewed, like movies and TV shows. But like, it's the sad ones where it's like, someone's dying from something like I still have not watched which is, I don't want to talk about him because it's like I shouldn't have to talk about him when we're talking about <laughs> her but like I still have not watched that Cole Sprouse movie what is it five feet apart because I'm just like I cannot do the dying kid thing like I watched what was the one with um Ansel Elgort and Shailene Woodley the Faulkner stars is that what it is I watched that one I was like you know what <laughs> this is not for me <laughs> I literally cannot like that stuff is just oh like why oh my gosh it's so depressing <laughs> and then you just like your volunteers and it's just like oh I literally cannot and even like some of the ones I talked about earlier this year that were more around suicide but um more so than um kids being sick but still it's, it's like all the same thing so from all the like trailers and the whole Instagram aesthetic I was just like oh my gosh this is gonna be super sad I don't know if I really want to watch this and I was literally talking myself into watching it because, you know, I'm like, Lily Reinhardt, I love Lily Reinhardt. Also, Austin Abrams, I love Austin Abrams. I'm like, I feel like I've been seeing a lot of Austin Abrams this last year because he's like literally been making the rounds and a lot of things. We had him in, um, what is it? This Is Us and then the one with Zendaya that is on HBO. You guys know it takes me forever to like figure out the names of things. Oh, he's also in Paper Towns. Yeah, I said this is us. 
why do I think that he was in something else with Zendaya? Euphoria, yes. I was like, I know he was in Euphoria. I literally watched that whole thing in one sitting. <laughs> so I'm like, I feel like he's he's been making his rounds. So I'm like, okay, whatever. We have to support this. We're going to watch this. Also, it's based off of a book, which is a book that I have not um, read at all. You guys know a lot of these, like, book teen books, movies based on novel type things I usually don't really <laughs> read them so no book spoilers for me for this one but honestly it was not as sad as I thought it was gonna be I mean the story um Lily's character which her name was Grace like her whole thing was sad and how that all happened I think where I can see this struggling a little bit with people watching it is like you know she's been in this car accident you know someone close to her died and I don't know if this is how it goes in the book because, you know, in the book you get way more detail and in the movie you have to cut some of that detail for time. So I don't know how this played out in the book, but it's just like it takes so long to like, you know, she's still grieving and all this other stuff. And you also feel like you don't know the full story of like who she's grieving at, but you feel like she's stringing this poor boy, Henry, <laughs> along a little bit. But also you don't really know her and that's also like I feel like we got to know her through Henry and not necessarily like and I don't know if that was on purpose and that's how it's supposed to be but and I also guess it makes it a little bit more vulnerable more vulnerable because it's kind of like a um what is it like a peeping not peeping time because that's a little more on the creepy side but it's like a spectator I don't know what the word to use but either way we get to see kind of we get to know her through his eyes so it's a little bit weird but we get to know Henry through him his eyes and a little bit like through conversations with Grace but I think it it takes a while to kind of get to that whole point of of okay wait a minute the part guy because you're I'm like, you know someone, she was in a car accident. And at first I was like, okay, because it doesn't seem like her mom is around. So I'm like, was her mom driving in the car and she died? And I was like, well, maybe it wasn't her mom. Was it a friend? Like, I'm thinking like maybe it's like her best friend, like a female friend or whatever. And then when um, we finally like find, find out that it's like her boyfriend and it's like <laughs> the whole, the, everything changes and it kind of like how you were looking at everything changes. It's just like. To me, it's sad because you guys know, I I feel like I'm really blunt when it comes to young relationships because I just feel like you're young, live your life, don't like tie yourself down to someone immediately because there's so much more life to live. So I'm pretty blunt on that on that end. But the fact that she was still grieving her boyfriend's death, which like kind of find out they literally grew up together, and then she's living with his father and his father's wife in his room that's filled with all of his stuff. It's like, <laughs> she is clearly not over him. Even she did the whole fake out thing where she like left the necklace, but then she went back for the necklace. And I was just like the entire time, like as all these things were being revealed, I was just like, I feel like she needs to see a therapist. I don't understand why she wasn't like they immediately weren't like, okay, maybe you need some help mentally because to, you're already going through so many things and they have that whole, cause they're like working on the school, um, newspaper or whatever. And one, they like their focus or their theme was essentially the teenage, I'm talking so fast. I can't even breathe. My gosh. <laughs> the one thing, themes that they wanted to, um, highlight was the teenage brain and pretty much how it's going through so much and kind of like in that um in their senior year is essentially like recreating itself which is interesting when you like actually look at it and you're kind of like oh okay okay I mean I guess that makes sense um but just knowing like they're going through so much at that moment in time just being a teenager but then you layer all this on I just don't under <laughs> I say this a lot I just don't understand why no one was like okay maybe we should put Grace in therapy. And I think also part of that is because, one, she's not living with her mom. And even if she was living with her mom, I don't think, I think it probably would have been around the same thing because it seems like her, there were issues going on at her home, which was why she was living with her boyfriend's father. But like, 
I don't know. That was immediately my first thing. I was like, I I don't think she needs a boyfriend. I don't think she needs like teacher intervention. I think she needs a therapist. <laughs> so when she like goes through her whole thing, and even though it's heartbreaking to see Henry like come to that realization of and it was felt like that realization that she was living in that kid's house was so slow coming to me. Cause even when he was walking through and he was like looking in the room, I at first thought that that room was her room, but was still covered in like his pictures. And I was like, why does she have his trophies? And like, and then I was like, oh my gosh, wait a minute. She's living in his, his house and in his room like no there is no way until you she can be separated from that she will never be over him and I was just like oh my gosh Henry you do need to like cut it out let it go and it's so sad because like for Henry she was a lot of firsts for him and it's like you're rooting for him because he like he, he just looks he just it's someone you want to root for and then it's just like even as he's having the conversation he's like oh we can worry he's still like trying to make excuses for him I'm just like uh no sorry Henry, let it go. It's just, let it go. Wipe it off. You're young. You don't need that in your life. And I'm glad that she was the one to be like, no. And like, she took the break from school. And then when they finally like met back up, she was like, you know, I've been seeing a therapist and all this other stuff. And I think the overall story was like a beautiful story. I do think that I can see where people would be like, oh, this is boring or blah, blah, blah. But it is a, I think it's a great a beautiful telling of a tragic story in a way that comes out with brightness on the other side I don't even know if that makes sense but I will say so like of course like the acting I really don't have anything bad to say about the acting but Lily Reinhardt oh my gosh when this girl cries it's just like <laughs> Especially that moment when she was in the water in the wedding dress. I'm okay. I almost got. I almost shed a tear on there. I did get a little misty eyed. We didn't have any tears. Any tears pop. I was just like, oh my gosh, this is like. It feels. It feels like. It feels so vulnerable and like you're looking in on something you shouldn't be looking in on. I don't know. That's how that moment felt to me. And I was just like, oh my gosh. And you can just feel the heartbreak. Oh my gosh, Lily, you just like <laughs> killed that scene. I just want you to know. But yeah. So that's pretty much all I have to say about Chemical Hearts. But yeah, let's go on to Teenage Bounty Hunters. So Teenage Bounty Hunters, I had to do another time check. So I'm like, you guys know these roundups. I'll be trying to keep them under an hour. <laughs> but Teenage Bounty Hunters, I do have a few notes on this just because it's a TV show. And usually, usually any shows that I binge, I usually have, I'll take notes like episode to episode. But if I go into it, like, okay, I'm, I don't think I'm going to do an individual episode on it. I think I'm going to include it in a roundup. Then I'll, like, only right now notice is, like, oh, I want to remember this later on when I'm discussing it. So, <laughs> we have um, our two. So, a lot of this, I saw this and I was like, okay, Teenage Bounty Hunters. You guys know crime. I'm like, okay, I can do crime teenagers involved in crime okay you guys know that's my thing but then it was like also like oh it's comedy and then it was based on or not based on but like created by the same people who were behind some shows that I just don't watch and so that was kind of the one thing that was giving me pause which is why it took me because this came out like a week prior to me actually watching it and so I saw it and I was like oh I was trailing I was like this looks interesting but like I don't know, because it's like, then I have to commit to 10 episodes, but I gave it a go, and I was like, you know what, actually, you guys know that I said um, Outer Banks would probably be my teen show of 2020, but honestly, I think Teenage Bounty Hunters might come and swipe up that, like, position for me as far as, like, the teen show. I think Outer Banks still has... I think Outer Banks has any teen show that comes out this year as far as, like, people who watched it, the its longevity in the top 10. Like, I just have not seen that for anything else since um, Outer Banks. And also, thank you, Netflix, for giving us, like, the, the top 10 thing because that gives me even more things to, like, put into the discussion to, like, compare it to. But, like, I just have not seen that with any other, like, teen 
show that's dropped on Netflix this year yet so far. Even with Teenage Bounty Hunters, I haven't really seen it. I think it's still in the, in the top 10, but like I haven't, I don't think I've seen it break the top five because it's been, we're in week three now. And I don't even think I saw it in the top 10 today when I was looking at the top 10. I don't remember why I was looking at the top 10. But yeah, no, it's not in the top 10 today. At least it's not in the top 10 for me. But um, <laughs> so like there's that. But I think like it was just a super interesting story all around. And so it's these 16-year-old fraternal twins, which is why they can get away with it being two different act actor or actresses who play <laughs> our main characters of Sterling and Blair. And it's like they're in... <laughs> they're in high school they're 16 years old they go to there's a lot about this that's just like so interesting there are some moments where I'm just like I could see this being a Ryan Murphy type of a thing but then like it doesn't go as insane as a Ryan Murphy show typically goes and so I was just like okay but I could see him like trying to straddle that but I think this like told the line of like being excessive but like also like not <laughs> being super crazy where you're just like what the hell is going on so it's definitely 100% different than things that I would normally watch but like they're in a um obviously Republican community like that's who they who they like their family interacts with that's who the community is that's what the school is it's very right-leaning christian and there could be left-leaning christian families but for this specific show this the focus and the, where the girls were growing up they were um their community is heavily right-leaning christians and they go to christian school all this other stuff so you kind of see the girls like being teenagers but kind of in this environment but also you have, um, like, I guess you could tell, like, they're both, they both seem to be um, a little more about the times than, like, their parents and everything else. But um, Blair is even more so, like, trying to be like, you know, this is how, this is wrong. This, this is, you shouldn't be this way. You should think that way. More vocal about it than I think Sterling is. Um, whereas Sterling is a little bit more reserved, but you can tell she has some of the same beliefs or thinking as Blair. And so I think like one of the main things I want to talk about, um, what did I put? This was one of the shows that I worked to master, to master, <laughs> to masterfully, <laughs> um, blend the big mystery throughout the season. I think there's a typo there. It says gods, but I know that that shouldn't be right there. So I think what what really worked for me, because you guys know I love a mystery. And this entire time, there's this subtle mystery going on about what is going on with the twins. Mom, she's hiding something. And come to find out she is, which didn't even cross my mind. Because typically, typically, if you have twins, like usually one of the, um, one of the parents is a twin unless you get like help from like in vitro or whatever but that did not even cross my mind I'm not even thinking about that also didn't even mention but Kadeem Hardison is in here it's a different world <laughs> among other things I was just like okay so it was fun seeing him um in this role and being kind of like the gruff um bouncy hunter that the girls encounter and then he kind of becomes like a mentor um friend them so it's kind of it was great to see that whole progression throughout the season but we have this whole underlying mystery going on i'm trying to figure out what's going on with her mom because early on in the first episode they show the um wanted sign with a photo that looks like her mom and you guys know i'm already a mystery so i'm looking i'm like oh them eyebrows is super thin and so i'm looking at her mom their mom and i'm like i mean she like clearly it was it looks like her but i'm like maybe she just didn't do her eyebrows that day <laughs> like she didn't fill them in and that's why she had like super thin eyebrows but didn't even think about it it wasn't until we got to like the um the lock-in or whatever the, that they had in the school and then um sterling got picked up by her mom in quotes and i was like oh, wait a minute 
in some corner with her mom because she looked like she was on all the drugs. And I was like, we literally just saw her and she looked fine. And now she looks crazy. And then they like show her nails and the cigarettes and the coffee is like, oh my gosh, her mom is a twin. Why did I not, why did that not connect to me? And even if you think about it, when the girls go to, I'm not even going to try to pronounce the name of the mom's hometown, but when they go there and they talk to the lady in the church and she's like, oh, they had a problem with that, with that one, that one child. And then it's like, they weren't, she wasn't being like specific, like with this girl, with the one girl, like she's very vague in describing her. So it left it open to be like, oh wait, actually the one girl of many <laughs> or the one girl of two. And she just wasn't like super um, point, po like pointed about it. Also like that accounts for the mom driving past the yoga shop in the Uber or whatever. And the girls being like, why didn't you stop and say hi or whatever? So that whole thing like makes sense. So I loved how that whole thing worked. As soon as we knew that the mom was a twin, at least as soon as I knew the mom was a twin, I was like, Sterling is her child. <laughs> I knew that immediately because I was like, why would she take, why would she just take Sterling and not take Blair? Like that doesn't even make sense. And she seemed super attached. And so when we were like all at the end, it was just like, I'm like, oh my gosh, are they not going to say, is she really not her mom? Like, what is going on? I don't understand. And then finally, they like do the the reveal of like, oh, Sterling, you're my daughter. I was like, that was so obvious. But like, you guys gave me pause there a little bit because you were making it seem like she wasn't really her daughter. And I was like, okay, wait a minute. I'm pretty good at, at figuring these things out pretty quickly. And I'm pretty sure that I'm right because I should always be right. I'm just, I'm just kidding. But like, usually I am for the most part, right? <laughs> and so uh, that was interesting. Also, um, so it brings into question a lot of things. I think as far as like the acting, didn't really have any points there. I think the two girls, I haven't seen them in anything prior to this, but I think that they were able to um, carry it throughout carry like the storyline and carry the show throughout and it made me between them and um bowser like i think the dynamic worked well i think they all like to see them all on screen together especially like um when the when the girls are talking about teen girl things and bowser's there like those are some of the moments that are more on the humorous side um, and then like some of the, because Blair is so blunt and she's a little, and she's a little more blunt than Sterling kind of seeing that back and forth between her and Bowser is also, um, interesting to watch. And then also we have the whole April, um, storyline. Luke, he was so irritating. You guys know, <laughs> I was just like, Luke, let it go. And like, everything seemed to be connected to fifth grade for some reason in this show. And I'm just like, fifth grade, like compared to where you are today, fifth grade, that's a long ass time to have been dating someone since fifth grade and you're 16 years old. Oh, like I couldn't even imagine. So like, I was just like, Luke, like she needs space. Give her space. Like he was suffocating me and I'm just the viewer watching it. I was just like, Oh, let it go. And then the whole April situation, which was like, I was glad that they put the story in there. I think it's also interesting to have it where it didn't like work out the way that like typically be like, oh, they end up together. Like everyone ends up with who they are supposed to be with. So it would be um, Sterling ending up with April and then Blair ending up with Miles. But it was good to see like how anything's like, because th that really was not the focus point of this entire thing where it was more so like that was a part of their teen life. Um, and it was great to see it, but it was like, no, this is not the end game. The The story is this whole mystery and like that's what we're focused on type of a feeling. Um, but Luke was just so irritating. April, she was irritating too. But like, ah, you knew, like you could feel that something was there, especially with like the grudge that she was holding since fifth grade because everything happened in fifth grade <laughs> that she was holding towards um, Sterling because she, she claimed Sterling gave her away to a new group of friends. <laughs> and then, like, I don't know, just how she was with her. I mean, I don't think it was that surprising that they ended up 
being it ended up being that April was a lesbian and Sterling, she doesn't really know what she is. So like she, there she has no label yet, but like that wasn't really surprising to me. Who was surprising to me was Miles because like he was giving strong good boyfriend vibes throughout this entire thing of being with Blair. And then when she showed up to that house and she interrupted that dinner, I was like, oh, they don't know who she is at all. <laughs> and then when the mom was like, who is she? I was like, oh my gosh. Which I mean, when he explains it, it's like, it would make sense why a kid would feel like they shouldn't tell their parent who's like in politics running for a certain party that they're dating someone whose parents are in a different party. It makes sense why that kid would think that they shouldn't tell their parents that. But then also like Miles, like, cause he just gives off this like grown, mature type of a vibe and a feel. And even like his whole conversation with Blair during that mess of a lunch date when she was running between <laughs> the studio and um, meeting him for food. And then they had the big blow up at the end where I was just like, well, if you don't just tell him like what is going on, cause like, what is he going to do? But like, when he's like, oh, you just have to create drama or whatever. Like you're not telling your parents that about your girlfriend who you've been seeing for a long time now, who has introduced you to her parents. Like that is a problem. So I was like rooting for her until that rooting for them to be together until that moment. And I was like, girl, let it go. <laughs> But yeah, some questions that we have to answer is the twin thing. So they do this little twin thing where they're like, they have the moment where they essentially are talking to each other through their minds. But for us and the viewers, they're actually talking to each other. And then we kind of find out that their moms, their moms also have the twin thing. But if they're technically not twins, how can they do the twin thing? Also, Mr. Stevens, the girls, that was their first um, catch being bounty hunters. And they thought he was going to jail, but he ended up out. And we know that he said they were going to pay for it. That's also something that's lingering for a potential season two. Also, like, just the whole your mom and they... the. the their parents lied all the way up into the end. Like they kept giving them little white lies to be like, oh, this should satisfy you. This should satisfy you. But it's like, no. When we learned the truth, it was like, <laughs> y'all should have taught you from the beginning because this just made things even worse. And to find out as your, who you think is your aunt is, has kidnapped you, put you into danger. And then now is um, being surrounded and about to be taken away by the police and to find out that she is now is your mom. That is just tragic. Also kind of makes sense why um, their mom was more like expected more from Sterling because I guess in her mind, she didn't want her to turn out like her mom. Probably something weird like that, but yeah, that's pretty much it for Teenage Bounty Hunters. I gotta keep it I gotta keep it short and sweet because this is a roundup and we don't want to be too long. So yeah. I we don't have any news about if there is a season two yet. Again, this literally just dropped and it is a newer show, so I'm assuming it's probably gonna be a hot minute before we find out about season two. I'm still surprised we have not found out about a season two for Umbrella Academy. I don't I'm not season two, a season three for Umbrella Academy. I don't know what the holdup is, but we know we're going to get a season three. It's just like, guys, tell us we're getting a season three and stop with the shenanigans. I don't understand. Like, there's no reason why a show like Umbrella Academy should be taking this long to get a season three announcement. Unless it happened and I missed it. But the last time I checked, which was like a couple of days ago, there had not been any news about it if it had 100% been greenlit for a season three. But that's not what we're talking about. <laughs> Let me know what you guys thought about these movies and Teenage Bounty Hunters. Let me know what you thought and I will talk to you guys in the next episode. Stay up to date on new episodes by subscribing and following. You can find Currently Binging on multiple listening platforms including iTunes, 
Spotify, Stitcher, and Google Play. Take the discussion beyond the episode by following on Instagram at currentbinging and on Twitter at currentbinging. 